I think we're live. Are we live? I think we're live. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, all right. I guess we're live. So this is Kofo uh, Live and Undead. We're uh, going at it uh, one more time with with Timothy Schultz, the creative director of and founder. Yeah, founder and director of the Mile High Horror Film Festival. Yes, so... Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for thanks for coming here. Yeah, to me. of course, of course, I would, I would totally come to you. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm so sorry that we've yeah, you know, it's it's yeah, you know, we we did the yeah, you know, just so that you know, uh, we don't have any watchers right now, <laughs> but that's okay. You guys can go back and rewatch this. Uh, we had Tim on the first go around, first iteration. I think it was like what february march sometime like like that january i don't know time bleeds into itself and uh and we were trying to do the platform on twitch which uh sucked i don't recommend twitch i I can't it's just it's too many uh programs and it's too questionable um but we had a great interview and the people that showed up really loved you know hearing what you had to say and um and unfortunately we couldn't record it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we lost that great. Um, it was, and there I am in the table. Let's not do yeah, that, Dan. No, it was so much fun though. Yeah, I do have some footage from on the GoPro. Oh, the, great! Yeah, this 360 camera. So okay, I just have to render. It takes forever to render, but we'll definitely get that up. But nice. Um, yeah, but thanks for having me again. Really. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll probably have to review a lot of what we already discussed. But uh, um, yeah, yeah. How the heck are you? Doing well, doing well. Other than uh, I recently went to California, mm-hmm. landed in Oakland, and yeah. I was flying on a budget airline. And um, I mean, I have no yeah. sh- no shame. It was it was Spirit mm-hmm. Airlines. Yeah, and the suitcase was shredded. Oh man, this, the GoPro that I captured our interview with. Luckily, yeah. I have the footage, but it was snapped in half. I had a shirt that was shredded. I mean, it was it, it showed up in a plastic bag in in tatters, just shredded. Yeah. So. Oh my god. I saved a few hundred dollars booking the flight, but um, man. Yeah. So. Oh dear. Uh, that, that was a horror story in itself. Yeah, and, and yeah, they're replacing all the gear and everything for you. I hope so. We're in the process of talking with them. Yeah. God. So yeah. Uh, I feel for you. What? Um, you know. Were you able to, because you were going out to, to California to shoot some material, Did uh, do you still have the material? You have it on like a hard drive yeah, or something? Yeah, l- luckily the material I was going to shoot was on a camera that I brought with me. So okay. I, um, yeah, I still have the, all that is good. It's just my suitcase that I checked was completely, I've never seen anything like that. But yeah. Completely shredded. Oh, <laughs> so no. I don't, know, I don't know if it got stuck in some sort of a gear or what. They, they couldn't tell me, but. What? Jeez. Yeah, yeah. So when you ride on Spirit Airline, just just be clear, uh, you're going into a completely different uh, place in time outside of this reality. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it sounds very H.P. Lovecraft. Oh man. Yeah. That's just <laughs> scratching the surface. It was. It was horrible. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um. Well, you're you're back here with us in one piece. Uh, again, thank you for yeah, allowing me to, to come to your lovely abode. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. Thank you for for coming here. Yeah, uh, it's it's tough for me to get away sometimes. But well, yeah, we what have, a cool backdrop. Yeah, Albert. Albert you can't really see all that, but uh, yeah, I'm just kind of yeah, right, how cool is that? <laughs> anyway, it's it's way cooler than what I've got in my house. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I doubt that. I've seen your work. I doubt that. Oh well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> But uh, so you know, let's let's go back and let's talk about um, you know you know Mile High Horror Film Fest, the the, the big thing that that uh, you know you're v- very much known for. You and Teresa, um, yeah. you know, you you started that eh, just a handful of years ago, and you, you took a break and you're coming back. When, when are you coming back? Uh, we're we're coming back May seventh through the tenth, twenty twenty. At the Alamo Drafthouse Cinema in Littleton. Nice. So yeah, we're super excited, and we're also having single events. We've been having single screenings throughout um, 2019. We had a couple in the, at the end of 2018, 
And so some of those are advanced screens before films mm -hmm. are released to the general public. Nice. And some of them are throwback screenings. And, yeah. You know, we just try to have fun with it and try to keep people um, excited that we're coming back and, and have a presence in the community in Denver. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, it, and I, I can tell you that, uh, you know, when we go to, to shows, when, like, you know, my partners, like, you know, Brett and Jeannie and, and uh, Dwight and Lisa, when we're going to shows, you know, they're, they're you know, they, they look at us and it's like, oh, we love Mile High Horror Film Fest. And it's yeah. just like, yeah, so so do we. That's that's why we're doing our own thing, too. Uh, but, uh, you know, and then we're like, yeah, it's coming up in, in May 2020. We're all excited. We can't wait to get back to it. Um, but, uh, you know, what initially led you to, to start back in the very beginning? Um, well, so I started it in 2010. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe, I believe in, uh, early, early 2010, maybe even in 2009, I had the concept of it, but the actual first festival happened in October of 2010. So that will be, uh, you know, by 2020, that'll be our 10 year birthday, technically, even though nice. we're being resurrected. Yeah. Um, but what, what started the idea at the time, there was no horror film festival in Colorado. Mm, true. And yeah. so um, I wanted to create a film festival that I myself would want to go to. And I, you know, I went to film festivals all around the United States for my own films as both a filmmaker and a fan. And, you know, I'd go to Sundance every year south by southwest and lots of in you know for my own films i went to quite a few festivals and so i kind of had an idea of how they operate and mm -hmm. run at least from the filmmaker perspective and then i uh ended up i just wanted to create a festival that i would want to go to i love horror films yeah there was no horror film festival surprisingly in denver or in colorado and so mm -hmm. i felt that there was definitely an audience for it because i would want to go to it so yeah. that's what inspired uh, the idea to create it in 2010 and then it started out pretty small there weren't tons of people that sh that showed up but but it kind of snowballed every year and people people tell people and you know I had to learn a lot of things about marketing and uh, I mean a lot of things before I even started I uh, had consultation from other people in the Denver area and across the country that are running film festivals oh, because cool. I didn't want to just yeah. um you know, I, I mean, I know from the filmmaker perspective what it's like to attend and what it's like to have your films play, but yeah, that's totally different than actually organizing and running a film festival. And so I got consultation from some other people that I respect that run some reputable festivals across the country and here in Colorado and got, you know, got kind of a, a plan going on and then went at it that way. But um, it started out pretty small, but then it grew to be one of the larger genre film festivals yeah. um, in the country. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have an amazing following, at least what I can tell online. And uh, in the, in the past, like, you know, when I connected with, with you, it was, uh, I think it was like maybe the second year or something. Um, uh, you were at the, the t set up at the Tivoli um, on uh, at Metro campus, I believe. And uh, like, Luke, um, was it Henderson? Henderson, yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, he was like the exhibitor coordinator or something like that. Um, he, he reached out to a bunch of us comic book artists in the area that that did horror comics, and because I had never heard about it, and and this thing was coming up in like just a couple of weeks. Yeah, and uh, and it was uh, I was so happy that I did because I've done it every year since that you've you've guys been been having it and it's it's the most you know for a vendor and an artist um it was the most uh, spectacular event because uh the fans that come out to to your event are like they are ravenous they want you know if you're doing horror they want to know what it is and what's going on and how you're doing it and so and, and uh you know as a vendor they're buying your wares you know if if you're a, a guest featured guest they you know they want your autograph they you know they're they're curious they they, they want it and, and it's something that you don't always get at uh you know like a bit and i'm used to like a big box comic con mm -hmm. and you don't always get that 
you, you, you know, half the audience is, is very enthusiastic. The other half are just, you know, they might as well be window watching. Mm. Um, and it, yeah, so that's something I've always, you know, really enjoyed about your event is everybody is invested. Yeah, that's that's our goal in, in the event is to have people be, you know, very excited, even if they're not yeah. in a film. You know, of course, the film, we're a film festival, so we pride ourselves mm -hmm. on, the, on the films. But our goal ultimately is to have people um, have a good time if they're not in a film, in between films, you know, and, and the artists and the vendors and that sort of thing. We're not a convention, technically, but to have aspects of uh, the horror genre outside of the movie theater that people can enjoy and partake mm -hmm. in is pretty exciting. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's always been our goal. And we also, we try to treat our fans like family too, like, cause it is a, you know, some of the nicest people in the world are um, fans of the horror genre, which a lot of people that aren't into the horror genre don't realize because the stereotype is that there's these scary, crazy people, yeah. but that's not the case whatsoever. No. With, I mean, most people I've met that are really into the horror genre are the nicest people in the world, you know? They they really are. They they're they're sweet. They're kind. They're patient. Yeah. Yeah. And and they're they're so willing to help or, or participate in, in a lot of different capacities. So so that's always encouraging. Yeah. Um, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's um, but you know going back even further. Um, yeah. As a kid, you know, yeah, horror was something that you were drawn to. Yeah. I well, I've always loved the horror genre i used to i used to uh organize haunted houses oh for, cool for neighborhood kids to come to and oh that's fun you know, we charge like a nickel or something come into the yeah. down into the basement into the haunted house oh. I, I would also have um circuses and other show you know radio shows and different things where i really wanted to entertain people you know as much as i could even from the time i was a little kid so mm -hmm. but the horror genre was always part of that yeah, you know, with haunted houses, and of course, love to watch horror movies. Nice, you know, as a kid, even even if I wasn't supposed to, you know. Yeah, I remember watching Freddy Krueger and Nightmare on Elm Street, and just being terrified as a, you know, it's gonna date me, but I think I was in second grade. That's how, I mean, it's ingrained in my head because it like <laughs> I couldn't sleep forever. But, <laughs> yeah, not with that that kind of movie. Definitely not. Yeah. It, it promoted uh, not sleeping. So yeah. I think I think you know coffee benefited uh, for that uh, coming out probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to stay awake. Oh, uh, oh but, man, we're hey. Uh, if any of you guys have any questions, feel free to post them. Uh, we'll we'll try to to answer them. Uh, I uh, I see it. Groovy's on there. Hi, Groovy. Um, but. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. As a kid, yeah, same thing. Uh, I would. Um, oh well, I had Distortions Unlimited uh, a, a block away uh, from my house for like a year or two okay. when I was growing up. So I go dumpster diving. A little five-year-old going dumpster diving. Yeah, you know, pulling out their fake prosthetics. Um, I don't know if you're, you're familiar awesome. with uh, Distortions up in Greeley. I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah those guys are great. Yeah, Ed, Ed uh, was the one that would chase me away, and I remind him of that every every now and then. He's yeah, yeah it, that it's always such a fun story. But it's yeah. it's it's sweet and endearing, and, and uh, you know that that was the thing that really you know got me hooked into you know monsters and horror movies and stuff. Hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, it's it, and you're also a filmmaker too. So what, 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 uh, is there anything that, uh, people can, can go out and, and find? Yeah. Well, I've made a, a few films. Some of them were my own and some of them were ones I've helped with for other people. But, mm -hmm. um, one of them that most, mostly relates to the horror genre. It's not horror, but it's a feature length documentary on ghosts or about oh, ghosts. Oh, okay. And it started out as Haunted Colorado. Mm -hmm. And it was right when I was out of college and I kind of equate it to the, earning a, it's not earning a master's, but basically I spent five years in production on this film and kind of learned, I went to I studied film in college, but I'd never mm -hmm. actually made a feature length documentary is quite different than studying something and actually doing it. And so I spent five years on this film and started out as Haunted Colorado. And we went to like 
the Stanley Hotel. Oh, sweet. And a number of places. There's a place in Central City called the Belvedere Theater. It's the oldest yep. theater west of the Mississippi. Yeah, okay. It's closed to the public. Um, the last I heard, anyway. It needed a couple million in restoration, but it's an incredible, nice. incredible building. And, uh, you know, all over the place. There's this place called the Peabody Mansion in Capitol Hill in oh. Denver. Oh, I've got that uh yeah i don't think i've heard of this one yeah okay. so it's like 11th and grant right around there mm -hmm. and we went in there and filmed and we had some crazy experiences that i have a hard time explaining rationally yeah. with our current science and oh. it was so so we were inspired to edit the movie there that's after, cool because we felt we were following this group of paranormal investigators and they filmed there and had some really bizarre things happen and this woman had to be kind of escorted outside and it was just wow. very, I mean, I was terrified at the time, but yeah. at any rate, we decided to edit there and had some very weird experiences during the edit as well. And oh. I don't know if you're a believer or a skeptic of ghosts, and I, re I respect all the skeptics out there, too. I'm not trying to convince anybody, but the film was a lot of, a lot of fun. That's and, cool. And then it turned out, it morphed into, um, we went to a place in Louisiana known as one of the most haunted houses in America mm -hmm. um, in uh, uh, right outside of New Orleans there in St. Francisville. And then we sent a crew to Benin, Africa, the birthplace of voodoo. Okay. And then sent a, we actually went to Italy and interviewed these scientists who are studying it um, with like state of the art nice. electronic equipment. And it got really into like deep beyond haunted Colorado. And that's why it took, so long okay but, yeah and then i've done some other films as well but um an adult version of the boy who cried wolf at stop motion animation yes we but it's kind of seen that. bloody so it's definitely not for i wouldn't show little kids that but <laughs> yeah well, it was it, fun to to produce though and a lot, a lot of uh you know fairy tales and, and you know fables like that that really are rooted in some pretty graphic and horrifying situations. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. S especially like Grimm's fairy tales. And yeah. And Hansel stuff. and Gretel. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's a cannibalism. Yeah. yeah. No, nothing a like a good one. meat pie. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Right. I just told you this awesome bedtime story. <laughs> go, to, go to bed now, kids. Fuck that. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. It's horrible. I can't believe that kids, uh, you know, read that. Right? Yeah. It's <laughs> awful. Oh man! Yeah, uh, but you know, I'm just a huge fan of cinema and, mm -hmm. and all genres, but especially the horror genre, like horror, thriller, sci-fi. Yeah. And for me personally, a lot of that has to do with um, escapism. I think. Okay. Like I love that it takes me to another place. Yeah. I don't have to think about. I don't. I mean, I don't love some of the horror films that are that um, are realistic, like that are really you know, like home invasion type. Yeah, you know some of them are pretty like, grisly. Too, uh, like, what do you get from that? I, I mean, for me personally, that's like not as enjoyable as yeah. most most films, horror films. I think for me personally, I, I get more satisfaction from the escapism of it. Yeah, but I respect all subgenres of horror, of course. But I mean, yeah. everything can be done well. Yeah, I, I think uh, similarly. Uh, the same as goes for me. Uh, I, I tend to cater more towards like uh, horror comedy. So, you know, s stuff from Abacus and Costello to an American werewolf in London. Um, you know, that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, growing up, uh, Monster Squad was my Goonies. Um, and yeah, that sort of thing is, is what I love. The, I, I will say though, that uh, my favorite horror film uh, of all time contradicts that completely what is that texas chainsaw massacre okay yeah that 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 was one that i kind of gravitated towards you know late in high school and then again in, in art school and every time i watch it, it scared the shit out of me it still yeah. bothers me today yeah and and i watch it at least once a year and it's just so for me it's very well done but it's it's that documentary film style and and when you, you listen to other people you know talk about it they're like oh it's so graphic and gory and it's like no it's not there's no blood in it yeah it, it's, it's just visceral 
Right. And it, and it, and it you know, stokes, you know, like it's just that primal fear without having to give too much uh, away. It's, and it, yeah, it, it's, it's grisly in that nature. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a classic. Did you get to yeah. meet um, Gunnar Hansen when we had him out? Briefly. In 2014, and I, I believe. And I, I, I wish I would have um, engaged more. And uh, I, I don't get starstruck too often, but I think, you know, that was one where, yeah, I kind of did and, you know, kind of was shy. And I, obviously I like to talk. So, uh, you know, that doesn't happen to me too often, but, yeah. but that was one where I kind of, you know, shied away and I wish I would have engaged cause you know, it was like a year or two later, I think he passed away. Right. Yeah. 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 He did. And it was very shocking. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he was just a really gentle, mm-hmm. nice individual. Yeah. I, mean, I, I only met him at the festival, but he was when we hosted him, but he was like super, super nice and down to earth. Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of those those guys are a lot of the, as I'm sure yeah. you know, because you guys are you know starting this um, horror this horror convention. Yep, this <laughs> little horror festival. Yeah, yeah. 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 But a yeah. lot of these people are that you see on the big screen are mm-hmm. super nice and and normal. Or, yeah, you know, you, yeah. Can, you can have a conversation with them, and Very there's important. no reason to be starstruck with most of them. I think. But but except, unless much. it's like your favorite person, <laughs> and then I totally I totally get it. Yeah, I understand. Well, yeah, that's that's just me. I've I've weird little quirks like that. But uh, you know, you you had uh, like uh, uh, was it? Um, yeah, the gentleman that played uh, Hellraiser. His name escapes me right now. Yeah, Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley. Yeah, um, yeah because he's friends with Enigma, you know, and so um, so you know they would chat it up. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Reddick. Holy crap. I mean, he, he was one gentleman that I, I had long conversations with, and he is the sweetest, gentlest person. Yeah, we love Jeffrey. Oh, yeah. man. No, he's such a such a nice guy. And he's, he's been such a huge um, advocate for the Mile High Horror Film Festival. Yes. He's been very fortunate, and he's he's just such a nice person. And he's doing big things, too. Yeah. His work, yeah. He's directing his uh, feature films, right? Or he's, or he just did his his, or is going about to do his first feature. I can't remember. Well, he had he had the this film, the Final Wish, that he worked oh. on that came out not too long ago. Yeah, yeah I think he's he's directing um, a feature. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. He's he's been getting a lot of uh, momentum that way. I mean, he he had a, a long career uh, as a writer, especially with uh, the Final Destination movies, or at least. Do you, I can't remember if he wrote them all or if he had a hand in every one he, of them. So he wrote, he wrote the screenplay for the original. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally going to be an X Files episode. Okay. And then it turned into this movie, wow. and then it, they've you know made quite a few of them. So that's that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey uh, Enigma is available if you want to do an X File episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Was, yeah, Enigma was on uh, one of the episodes. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's probably too early to to really inquire. But uh, hopefully, uh, you know, he'll be out for you know the the resurrected Mile High Horror Film Fest. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah, I mean, we still we talk to him, and um, oh, good, we'd love to have him. I, I think, as far as I know, he'd love to come out here. Uh, you know. So yeah, anything's possible. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. We don't know who all at this point. It's so early. We don't know. Yeah, who's coming and who's not coming, and you know which films we're going to be playing because it's it is early. Yeah. Um, but we are of course considering quite a few films already. Oh good. We've had yeah quite a few that have been submitted, and we have a screening committee that's watching all of them. And nice. Yeah. Yeah, um, quite a process. Yeah, I, I bet that's probably hundreds and hundreds of hours that you have to sit. That you know, groups of people have to sit there, I guess, together or individually, and adjudicate this stuff. Yeah, we the way we do it is individually, um, okay. so that people don't bias each other. Yeah, and then they vote, and then um, I mean, it's it's not completely democratic, but we do try to. I mean, it's definitely a committee, and we have mm-hmm. people that. Um, watch quite a few. I mean, we also accept screenplays. So we also have a committee of screenplay yeah. readers and there's all these people that are reading all these screenplays and there's some really talented stuff. And, you know, some of the best, uh, as I'm sure, you know, some of the mm-hmm. best material, I think from, um, any genre, but 
the horror genre in particular, because that's what I know yeah. is independent, you know, outside yeah. of the Hollywood system. And so it's like some of the best stuff. And I think it's because um, you can, they have a little more leeway to be out of mm -hmm. the box and not have it be cliche and, yeah. and do what they want to do, you know, a little more freedom. That's yeah. one reason. There's a few reasons, but um, some of the best horror films are independent, in my opinion. And screenplays as well. Yeah, I, I would uh, certainly agree with that assessment. Yeah, yeah. most most definitely. Um, yeah, there's, I, I know in Denver, in Colorado, there's there's a fantastic amount of, of talent, um, and and yeah, the the like like you said, um, yeah, being independent and, and able to to do that. Um, well, and I think as a filmmaker too, um, you have limited resources. Chances are limited, you know, financing, but. You know, for me, limitations always, you know, bred innovation. Um, you know, you're you're kind of forced in that box. How do you how do you make something interesting out of that, you know, out of that box? Yeah. No, absolutely. I think you have to be creative and use, you know, mm -hmm. imagination and Yeah. Yeah. And that's you know, this Albert Einstein was all about the imagination, you know. Even when he worked in the patent office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so, uh, yeah, do you have, you yourself have any, uh, outside of uh, mile high horror film fest, uh, do you have any, uh, additional, uh, film projects or anything that, uh, is coming up or that you're working on? Yeah, I'm, I, I have a few things happening. One, mm -hmm. I'm getting ready to launch a YouTube channel. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm going to do, um, how to videos and vlogs, but more importantly and more, um, exciting than that for me personally is interviews with other people sweet and you know, my background is in broadcast news and in journalism as well oh. as well as film that's what i went to college for no kidding and so in in doing the documentary that i uh, produced for five years i and some other documentaries that i helped on i've interviewed quite a few people on camera and so i'm combining my experience with that with my knowledge with filmmaking and just going to be yeah. interviewing people having to do with film and you know some other subjects oh just people that i find fascinating so super that, excited about that that's exciting because yeah. uh clearly i need all the help uh, i can get with <laughs> uh with this type of thing so i'm, I'm excited to see your how-to videos on, on youtube <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely no it'll be fun um, yeah i mean technology's changed so much as far as that type of thing that Very you can really so. you really even on a budget, you can, you know, I mean, so I was going to pitch this show mm. for television stations. Cool. I've, I've done this in the past and like, I know that whole, you know, how to go about doing that. But now the way technology is, there's really no reason to pitch a show when you can just do it mm -hmm. Sure. on YouTube. Really. Yeah. And then if someone likes it, they'll pick it up. I suppose and if not you're doing it you know yeah you're you're already doing it yeah, yeah you can yeah you know, garner that following there's a, there's a lot of uh you know youtube uh shows out there that um have tremendous followings there's one i think uh my friend uh gerard to turn me on to it's uh hot ones where celebrities eat hot wings you know different various degrees of hot wings yeah. while they're being interviewed okay and That'd it's be fun it, it's it's hilarious and yeah. it, you know it's um it's different degrees of hilarity. It's 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 like obvious human torture, or you know, it's yeah, the interviewee um, is is actually funny, you know. Right. So you get Kevin Hart in there, or something, or Terry Crews, or yeah, um, Charlize Theron, and and um, you know, Halle Berry were, were some that that stuck out. They they had some some tech giants, and uh, hmm. oh, what's that that blonde chef guy, who's just an ass uh on on camera uh with his reality shows he was yeah i think he was the the, the closest that, that came to actually assassinating the uh um the host you know for yeah. for torturing him <laughs> I, I think he got the shits after that oh, i'm sure <laughs> but but there's but but yeah there's there's a lot of opportunities to just kind of do you know do it yourself you know the, the platform's there and you just got to jump in yeah yeah i'm i'm super excited so I'm doing that, and then of course Mile High Horror Film Festival, which mm -hmm. is getting uh, busier and busier as we draw closer. Yeah, we're hoping to—well, not hoping. I'll have 
we're gonna have passes on sale within the next few weeks. Oh, great! Yeah, so we're we're very excited about that. But um, they definitely will sell out. Yeah. So I advise anyone who's interested in getting a pass to the Mile High Horror Film Festival to definitely, if you're not a member of our mailing list yet, go ahead and log on to our website and join. That's mhhff.com and join the mailing list because we're going to inform people a few days before they go on sale. So you'll have an opportunity to uh, hopefully snag a pass or two because um, they will sell out. We'll also have individual tickets that will go on sale closer to the festival. Mm -hmm. Nice. And so there's still an opportunity to go if you, if you don't get a pass, but do you, uh, do you have a price point for uh, the passes? We're establishing that right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It depends on the size of the program. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we're doing that. And then our vendors, we're going to start uh, accepting vendor applications uh, pretty soon. Like okay. I would say no later than August. So, okay, great. So that's coming up. Cause, sure, cause that's, well. that's something that uh, uh, Dwight and Lisa and everybody else have been, uh, you know, uh, talking about, you know, uh, yeah. with, with Kofo, you know, it's just like, Hey, we got to get our table at uh, mile high horror film fest. Yeah. And uh, yeah, let, definitely let us know how we can, uh, you know, help, uh, you know, promote. Um, and uh, if, if you got any, uh, you know, batches of uh, tickets that, that we can, you know, give away or, or whatever. Okay. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Really appreciate that. Yeah. And I see that Groovy said, "Howdy, gents." Maybe you saw that a while ago. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah, we we did a call out to to okay. him, and okay. so he, yeah, he replied in kind. Uh -huh. So, so howdy, Groovy. You're probably our one viewer <laughs> right now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's Monday. Everybody's probably out and about, and and probably seeing the the new Midsummer movie or something. Yeah, have you seen that? Yeah, Elise and I actually went mm -hmm. and saw that last week. Yeah, um, what did you think? Uh, I I liked it. It, um, it yeah, thematically it stayed uh, kind of you know in the the confines of uh, you know like like the cults and all that. That uh, hierarchy was or not hierarchy, hereditary. Yeah, yeah was was kind of about. But uh, but hereditary had that um, supernatural element to it, and um, this does not. This is more right. of a, um, a, um, uh, like, oh, anthropological, uh, yeah, approach to, uh, to other cultures. Well, I mean, that's, that's anthropology yeah. anyway, but, uh, um, but it was also, uh, it was pointed out to me. It's like, it's also a breakup movie. It is. Yeah. 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 Ari yeah. Aster, who did Hereditary, I mean, it, and I'm sure you could tell the similarities in the two yeah. films, even though there 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 were differences, you know. Yeah. But the the style with the it was visually stunning. The the sound was pretty incredible. The sound design, which yep. Hereditary had a very strong sound design too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I I enjoyed it. I couldn't believe how long it was, though. Man, it, it was, was almost three hours. Was it two and a half? Yeah. Oh my god! I yeah. I, I, I mean, it, it didn't it, feel like that when you're watching it. I just well, got out of the theater. I was like, oh, well, oh, yeah, gosh. it's a, well, it might also be like half an hour of previews. That's yeah, usually yeah. what yeah, they do. There's that for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I remember, uh, what was it? Um, it was last year. I can't remember. I went, oh, is that the nun movie? Mm. So we went, I went and saw that, uh, I think by myself and at the theater that we were playing, that I was playing, uh, the previews were really long. Half of it was uh, trailers, different each one different trailers, to that uh, "A Star Is Born" remake from Bradley Cooper. Oh, of course. And, or, and I'm in I'm in the theater with all these you know uh, you know, young uh, black kids. They're like it's like what the fuck? We're here to see a horror movie. You should be playing. You know, every other trailer was a horror movie trailer, and then the the other one was a completely different trailer. A, a star is born and it's just like oh my god warner brothers does not know who it's marketing to but i guess it didn't really matter that movie did gangbusters anyway and yeah i, I did end up yeah. watching it and yeah i hated the story but the performances were fantastic yeah uh, <laughs> yeah no the performances were incredible that's for sure yeah but uh but yeah it, it, that was that was a strange um yeah, that kind of took me out of the movie because it's just like, what the hell are you guys doing? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the the nun was fun. It was all right. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was what she expected to be. You know, it had a, had a cool supernatural thing. But it, I think that was in that that Conjuring universe that mm-hmm. James Wan is kind of um, directed right. and uh, maneuvered. But uh, but yeah, uh, Midsummer. Um, I I definitely recommend it. It's it's you know not something uh, like to me. It's it's interesting just just to see like how other cultures um, you know interact. And I was talking to my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, there you know those type of cultures still exist in in different parts of Europe. Um, you know they're isolated. They're um, you know they're not completely shut off, but uh, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, they'll they'll invite you uh, to participate and, and senior and see. citizens throw themselves off cliffs. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess so. You know, uh, yeah, no, but it, I, I understand. But it's based off of some kind of reality. Um, and and then you know yeah. that I also you know flash back to like, um, what was it? Um, uh, not Jungle Inferno. Uh, well, you had the Green Inferno that Eli Roth did, and. Uh, but what was the the one that was banned from the U.S. for such a long time? That was made back in the set. Cannibal Holocaust. Mm, so yeah, we did a thirty-five millimeter um, screening of that a few years ago. Oh, did you? Yeah, like a, it was like midnight, a mid- midnight showing. Screening. Yeah, yeah. At, at, at Alamo. At Alamo, yeah, yeah. It definitely has a cult following. Yeah, Some people are really into that film. Yeah, it's uh, I, I've seen it. I've seen it once as a midnight showing at at the Mayan, like back when I was in art school, like. Uh, you know, a millennia ago. Mm. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, that that's a, that's a hard one for me to watch. It's it's not so much the brutality of yeah a tribe cannibalizing other people. Mm. I was like, fine, fuck them. <laughs> they're, they're a bunch of assholes anyway. Right. Uh, but but uh, um, it was the the on camera deaths of some of these animals. Like, there's mm. a turtle that gets made into turtle soup and there's yeah. a rodent that's killed in front of the camera right yeah one of those big rodents down there i don't know not a guinea pig um yeah and isn't that funny that you can watch a horror film and at least for me and for a lot of people you can watch a horror film and you see these people get killed in these awful ways mm-hmm. and you're just like oh you know there yeah. he goes getting his head chopped off and then you see a dog and you're like oh god don't kill the dog yeah you don't know? don't kill the dog yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, there's there's a certain standard that we have more compassion to, you know, man's best friend or, you know, I, you know creatures that are adorable and cute or, you know, that, you know, we can make our pets. Um, yeah. The other part is like seeing people and I'll make the analogy. Um, it's, it's not a new one, but uh, that, you know, seeing people ripped apart. It's like, you know, going to, you know, in ancient Rome, going to the gladiators. Yeah, the Colosseum. Arena, yeah, and just yeah. watching people get ripped apart. But I, I guess that was recently contested that uh, that didn't happen as much because mm. you wanted your, your fighters to, to last to fight to the next fight, you know. Um, uh, so, yeah, so, so they stopped it or what? Um, It, it wasn't as, uh, you know, it wasn't about uh, putting an end to somebody's life, supposedly. I don't know mm-hmm. when that stopped, but um, um, after a while, you realize that slave owners and, you know, especially uh, you know, your, your prized uh, gladiator um, was worth something, and you've already invested so much money, you don't want, want him being put to death. Yeah, that makes um, sense. So there's an investment to uh, you know, not kill each other, um, f- have a great fight, um, and then, you know, go to, you know, be able to last to, to the playoffs, I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but, I, but I don't know how much of that is, is true. That, I think that, that was something that just recently, um, was brought to my attention the last few years. Hmm. Um, so, so when you watch like, um, like Spartacus on stars or something, yeah. all that digital, you know, CG bloodshed and stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, Maybe that was not not so much the case, right? Know? Yeah, um, no, I doubt it was nearly as bloody as that film. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <Sure>. yeah. <laughs> of course, I don't think a digital spray, you know, blood spray yeah. does does what yeah. they had it do. <laughs> right. But there is, you know, a similarity between people going to these things to watch yeah. people 
fight each other as well as you know and they're still doing that the mma and stuff which yeah i i mean i'm a huge fan of mma okay but i mean they stop it so yeah usually people don't get most of the time they're not seriously injured yeah uh, but it, it does happen but mm -hmm. you know there's something that i just enjoy watching it and yeah it's not only the escapism but i appreciate that there's an art to it but yeah um beyond that what i was going to say was there's a similarity to watching that for entertainment and watching horror films i think mm -hmm. I, I mean they're totally they're different things but it's still it's entertainment it's, for me it's escapism to an extent yeah. and yeah, yeah it's it's fun and it goes back to the, to the ancient times when they they did the same thing it's just it's new ways of um storytelling although M mma fight is not necessarily storytelling although there is a beginning a middle and end like who's, yeah who's gonna win i mean that's what i'm thinking well and, and when you watch like something like mma like yeah. uh um yeah on 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 tv there's you know there's interviews and backgrounds and, and you know you'll you'll see like you know um a montage of them training and where they came from and stuff not unlike what you've seen with uh like um boxers when when boxing was was the big thing and then yeah, even and and uh, like you know, especially especially now the the WWE. When I was growing up, it was the WWF. Um, that that's all they had was the backstory. They had backstory and story, and then they get in the ring and they add more story and more plot lines and stuff. Right. And and it was what a great tool to to hook your audience into. Yeah. And and, and making that's... these into these great bigger than life characters. They were you know at the time. They were the living superheroes and, and stuff. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I used to love that as a kid and, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan and all that. And, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, like The Undertaker and Kane. I mean, you, you had those characters that uh, that were the dark side and the menacing side. Mm -hmm. and sometimes they were the villain. Sometimes they were the hero. Not unlike, right. you know, like Jason in, in uh, the Friday the 13th movies. Right. Sometimes you're rooting for him. Sometimes he's like, get, you know, I hope the girl gets away. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. Actually, somewhere around here, I am – nerding myself out here but i have a wrestlemania chair i don't know oh is, cool i take it out and hit people over the head if they <laughs> if we're not getting along oh no, i went to wrestlemania a few years ago out in la oh cool and they gave me they let you take the chair so, so i actually <laughs> saw hulk hogan out there slamming people and nice yeah it was it was pretty awesome if you're a fan but i'm not like totally into wrestling but yeah you know, i used to be pretty into it yeah we um um gerard and uh uh, my production crew, uh, Q and Amanda and, and uh, Stefan and uh, Elise and a few others, uh, we'll, we'll go and uh, shoot uh, Lucha Libres and laughs uh, over at the Oriental Theater. Um, I think I've seen that online. Yeah, yeah every every couple of months wow. uh, they have a new event o over there. And so it's, it's nice because it's, you know, it's, it's the, uh, you know, kind of that, that, that kitschy, uh, you know, wrestling and, and uh, you know, coupled with, uh, you know, uh, comedian commentary and, and stand-up uh, comedy in, in between hmm. each match so it's oh. yeah that's that's where it gets it's interesting flavor plus it's 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 a ring on a, a sound stage you know yeah or on a stage you know for for rock bands to perform and stuff so you only you don't get that that 360 degree view you you get you got little less than a three-quarter view of okay. that ring of what's yeah. what's going on so it's yeah. it's interesting to film that i bet but uh, but it's, it's it's a lot of fun, you know. Uh, they they've had like uh, Bobcat uh, Coldplay, hmm. um, you know, uh, do comedy uh, for that, and then, then like yeah, Ben Roy. Nice. Yeah, there's a lot of amazing local comedians um, uh, that that come hmm. out and just absolutely hilarious. Uh, my my friend uh, uh, Dick Black, you know, oh. just get, gets on stage, just sits there and talks weed for you know five minutes, and it's it's freaking hilarious. Huh. Have to check it out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Let it. Let us know if you want to come. We'll yeah. we'll have you out the next time we film, and, and you can be our guest. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the next one's uh, August second or first. Okay. Huh. And these in the lucha libres that are there, are they. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, they're real wrestlers. Or? They are all real wrestlers. So they actually drop kicking each other. And yeah, they're they're, they're actually flying off the turnbuckle and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. One of my favorites is uh, Lonnie Valdez. He's uh, uh, he's a local uh, hero. He's um, 
yeah, he, he, because it's on stage, you know, everything is, is double in height. Right. So, and, and there's nothing but concrete floors. So he's, he's jumping from, you know, from the, the top of the ring, you know, a, a good eight to 10 feet right down onto the guy, you know, below him. Wow. You know, and it's, it's yeah. fantastic. Um, and, and they'll have, uh, you know, traveling, uh, you know, featured wrestlers from the WWE, um, from, um, you know, some of the more, you know, uh, independent, uh, uh, you know, platform wrestling platforms. Um, you know, sometimes, uh, the extreme, the, what is it? Hmm. WCW is no longer around. Right. Right. The ECW is that um, ECW. Yeah. I think is is uh, a thing. So, yeah. so they'll get these you know named uh, you know performers that'll that'll come out and they are just astonishing, mm-hmm. and and then the next next week they're right back on uh, WWE. You know, wow. it's it, it, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, a, you know, it's local. So yeah, it's it's local. You're, it's you're a lot of fun. Denver, yeah, must check it out. Most definitely. Um, Huh. That that might be uh, something to to have at Mile High Horror Film Fest. Have a have a wrestling ring outside and and just have them dress up as their favorite, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, we could have horror character dress up. Yeah, could have a... we, they they did that once where um, you know some of the wrestlers came out as zombies and stuff. Hmm. So they had a whole story thread where you know it's like oh don't get scratched and don't get bitten. They actually threw me in there. Uh, oh. Apparently, I was uh, you know patient zero. <laughs> So okay. I, I started the whole zombie apocalypse in the ring, I guess. Fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't That'd I didn't awesome. get body slammed. I just scratched yeah. a guy and was just like, oh no. <laughs> huh. Yeah, we played a there was a short film we played a few years ago for the Mile High Horror Film Festival that was uh gosh, I wish I could remember the name of it. I will um I'll find what it was and post it in a comment. Okay. Um, it's probably online by now because it was a few years ago. It was a short film, but it was uh, about um, Lucha Libre. Yeah. But it was very sort of sadistic and um, but very well done, very high production value. Nice. But yeah, I'll post I'll post it in a link to okay. this video after we're done. Sweet. Yeah. But there's so many like short horror – I mean, some of the best horror films out there are shorts. Yeah. I think that that people don't know about unless they go to a horror film festival or not even, it doesn't yeah. just be a horror film festival. You can go to Sundance or Tribeca, you know, that a lot of the larger all genre festivals also play high quality horror stuff. So, but a lot of them are short films and there's some excellent features of course. And those are the ones people know about, but there's so many great shorts out there. Yeah. The, there's, yeah, there's just a, a plethora of, of, you know, fantastic uh, content out, out there. It's just being made. Yeah. And, and with the, the, the tools and everything back to independent filmmaking, um, you know, the quality is just off the charts. Um, you know, would you say that we're, we're living in some kind of, uh, you know, golden age, not only of content, but also of, you know, horror and innovation? Uh, technologically. Um, yeah. yes. I mean, it keeps, keeps changing with what people are capable of, of doing. Yeah. Um, but the the stories, I mean, the stories might change with the technology changing, yeah. or the nature of how they're told, or the medium that they're using to tell it. But um, the actual story, the basis of the story, I would argue that there aren't, you know, there. It's really difficult to do something new because everything's True. Been done. Like the yeah. same story is told over and, and over, over and over, over again yeah. in different ways. And that's, and it's still enjoyable, yeah. but, but, you know, I know that that's true. Yeah. You know, it's hard to do something that's completely original, but, but I would say independent stuff is definitely more, um, geared towards that. So that's what I prefer, but there's always some excellent, um, mainstream stuff as well, of course. Yeah. I, I just heard, um, you know, when, when the last, uh, Avengers, uh, you know, end game came out that the Russo brothers, uh, got the green light to, uh, remake Poltergeist yet again. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I saw the the last. Well, I th- the the previous one was a a, a remake, right? Uh, with uh, Sam Rockwell. Um, yeah, I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I yeah. Felt, uh, it was a great wow. cast. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. it was just like, okay, well, you know, the, the Russo brothers are, you know, they seem to be a lot more capable. So I'm hoping. 
Yeah, no, I definitely respect them. Yeah, you know, I just so today I just read that. I mean, here's another remake, sort of, except it's it's a new another Saw. Yeah, um, they oh, just announced yeah. today. So Sammy, that. Samuel L. Jackson yeah. is going to be in it, and Chris Rock is playing the police detective, and Samuel L. Jackson is playing his father. Okay, so that I. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of, I'm, I'm not like, oh, I have to have another Saw movie, but just yeah. those guys in it, I, I think yeah. were very interesting. Yeah, that uh, I, w- I would agree. That That's something I would, uh, you know, give another uh, glance at. Um, yeah, when when the first Saw movie came out, like I thought the premise was interesting and then I, I wasn't really taken aback or interested with the, the film after I watched it. Um mm. And then it, you know, the idea of like torture porn n- never really, you know, took hold uh, with me unless it was done in Japan or, or South Korea. Because uh, yeah. that added, uh, I think, uh, for me, a, a level of um, being abstract mm-hmm. just because different culture, different language. Um, and, uh, mm-hmm. and so there, thereby held my uh, attention a lot more because I had to read the subtitles and right. stuff and, and get – I had to work to get something out of it. Um, mm. So Saw movies, yeah, much like the the Purge films. You know, I, I think right. you know you mentioned that too. It's like the whole home invasion movies. Yeah, uh, I'm not a big fan of those either. Yeah. But but then again, um, seeing stuff remade, and I think uh, I mentioned this in a previous interview uh, with uh, with Chris Hips, is you know seeing films being remade. That's fine. You know, we know why film uh, studios do it is because the marketing's already there. There's already a built-in audience for that that uh, you know film. Um, right. They might see it as a product, but um, you know, much like you would see like Shakespeare, how many times has a Shakespeare play been redone and reinterpreted and reinvented? You know, it's countless. Yeah. No, it goes yeah over and over again. Um, I am kind of excited about uh, it coming up. Yes, the new it. I think it comes out in twenty twenty. No, or is uh, it September. Uh, September. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, chapter two comes out thought, in September. But the trailer is very well done. Yeah. So, yeah. To me, that's exciting. And then, um, you know, just it's and it, it's surprising that you know most of the trailers this this old woman and this other woman and. I mean, it's very creepy, and then they yeah. show just a glimpse of the movie after that. But yeah, you know, I don't know all those little smash cuts. Yeah, yeah. So I'm mean, I'm excited by that for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's a great time to be a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 by all means, yeah, uh, you know, you as a fan, you need. And nobody posted any any questions. Oh. Well, you know, Groovy, I guess you win by posting stuff anyway. Yeah, even <laughs> yay, if Yay, Groovy. Yeah. He says yay. <laughs> but uh yeah, hopefully we'll get uh maybe we'll get some uh questions uh later after uh you know uh this um this gets uh saved to, to Facebook and lives on uh on uh you know on Facebook. But uh yeah, it's um I would say it's definitely a great time to to be a fan. Yeah, no, I mean, the horror genre is, is hot right now. It's been that way for um, a long time, but I mean, it feels like it's just really intensified mm-hmm. lately. And, yeah. Yeah, there's so many fans that are hungry for content. You know, it's one, it's the genre where I believe you can, you know, the films, like the cost of producing these films is lower yeah. than the average film, yet it grosses more. Yeah. So, true. what does that tell you? I mean, there people are hungry for it. And yeah, I don't know. And I'm a bit disappointed sometimes when I see on IMDb and these other places where they market some of these films as being they they're not everybody, but some of the people putting them out market them as thrillers, which indeed they are, or mm-hmm. drama, which indeed they are. But they sometimes shy away from the word horror. Yeah. Um, yet, like that, the horror word. films um, generate more. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and, and you can go back and to... And they're still horror. They, they have horror elements. You yeah. Know. There's subgenres, so... In, in case in point, um, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. You know, that was a slasher flick. That's yeah, no, That's exactly a, yeah. what that was. Yeah, that was... I mean, that's definitely a 
psychological thriller horror elements slasher elements i mean it's oh yeah a horror film for sure well yeah. and, and there's there's a lot of you know horror movies that are really great dramas um the i think it's uh, the scandinavian film uh let the right one in mm. it's a, it's a vampire film it's definitely horror but it's a fantastic drama piece yeah yeah um and it's it's i think that one's my favorite vampire movie of all time is it? I think so. Yeah, no, it's excellent. You're talking about the original? The original. Yeah, of yeah. course. I, I did like the American remake, um, uh, Let Me In. Yeah. Um, I thought that was done well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, I, I mean, I prefer the, the original. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of movies that um, I thought, uh, yeah, even in, and that was a pretty recent movie. That was like 10 years ago, I think that came out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, uh, another movie that came out recently, um, just a few years ago, it was called It Follows. Like, there's an in, the end scene I thought mimicked uh, the end scene of Let the Right One In, um, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, it's 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 nice to see how quickly you know one uh, one project informs another one. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of inspiration going on, mm-hmm. and people. Yeah. Um, I think there, it's a combination between inspiration that they gain from watching something and then also especially when you get to the larger level of some of the films they might you know they see if it something does well they want to replicate it yeah you know yeah look at all the music movies that have come out in the last year or two oh I mean, as far like, as like musicals you know, or... no i mean like a star is born oh sure bohemian rhapsody yeah uh, this elton john movie yeah Biopics. i mean is it a coincidence mm-hmm. that all of a sudden all these movies are coming out one after another i'm not saying they're not good films but oh just, there's yeah, yeah there's there's a built-in audience a, yeah, for it pattern. might as well yeah. you know uh this is, it's the same thing with i mean there's just there are trends and then the yeah. same thing with horror genre when we started doing this um with a mile high horror film festival mm-hmm. it was vampires and zombies were huge yeah and there's always there always are vampire and zombie elements and there's mm-hmm. uh, there's popularity in in those subgenres like but are those elements, but uh, that was a huge trend around 2010, 11, 12. Yeah. And then it started transgressing, you know, transforming into other things. Cinema Verte mm, became yeah. big. And of course there was the Blair Witch Project back before all this. Yeah. But, but Paranormal 99. Activity and some yeah. others. And then we saw like tons of people submitting films that were like, Cinema Verte, you know, people mm-hmm. moving their camera and, and uh, you know a lot of them were really good, but yeah, it was just it's there are these trends that that happen, and now with technology, I'd say one of the trends that's happening, a lot of you know there's a lot of iPhone stuff. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, sort of thing. So technology or computer, a lot of apps, you know, taking over. Mm-hmm. Um, someone takes over your app and takes control of your identity. I mean, that's been done a few times, and yeah, that sort of thing. Because the way technology changes, and yeah, so it's interesting. Yeah, you might end up getting a couple of films with like the deep face technology, you know. Mm. So you might might get Tom Cruise as a killer. Who knows? You know? Yeah, uh, it should be a nice change of pace. To be fair, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah trends, uh, yeah, and, and horror elements, uh, like anything, just waxes and wanes. You know, it it's like okay, it's been been done to death, so we'll you know not do so much of it now and then revisit it a little bit later and i think with uh you know also with the the technology you know things are able to be produced quicker more efficiently so you can get back to those um you know uh trends or reinvent uh you know that that element or that theme that uh you know has been tried and true and or has just been, you know, a part of our culture and folklore for such a long time. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. we talked about film, but uh, is there any like horror books or comics or or other medium that uh, you, you also, um, you know, digest? Uh, for me, it's mostly film. But I mean, I've read a few Stephen King books. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely, especially since starting this film festival and meeting all of you wonderful talented brilliant <laughs> artists in the denver not all of you are from the denver but 
you know, a lot of like you are and you're amazing. And Oh, thank you. You know, <laughs> so I've really gotten into that and I definitely appreciate yeah. um, what you're capable of doing. It's incredible. I can't, I draw stick people. That's my, <laughs> I can't go any further than that. See, so. I, and I envy you cause I can't draw stick people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i believe that yeah. what we do is amazing well thank you so. yeah uh yeah the comics and, and books are you know i um i'm co-writing uh, uh uh my first novel with uh with elise um mm. we're, we're doing like a little sci-fi all not all ages maybe young adult okay type thing something that um again uh niece and nephews yeah. can uh can read later on, you know, when they're of age. Um, and then uh, same thing with uh, comics kind of gearing towards that. But uh, yeah. It, um, well, obviously with the, uh, with uh, the film fest, you know, you'll have a, a platform, you know, exhibitor tables available for, you know, artists and, and different uh, horror related entities and, and uh, businesses and vendors uh, to come and, and participate. Yeah. We try to have, have it be a fun environment for everybody um, outside of the movie theater and have yeah. artists and, and the Enigma has been there a few times Oh yes, doing sideshow stuff. And uh, usually if we have a, you know, special guest, we'll try to do something fun. Like um, We've had people do uh, Ju Julie Adams, mm -hmm. uh, you know, God bless her uh, rest in peace. But she, from the uh, creature from the black lagoon, mm -hmm was there and we had a dunk tank outside yeah. and there was the creature in the dunk tank. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Through it. And yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, but oh, so we that, try to have it be a fun environment and live music and that sort of thing. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. And like I said earlier in, in the, the show, um, you know, for me it was, is, you know, coming from the, 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 the comic con side of, of things. Yeah. You know, into it, like the the horror film, it's like wow, this is such a more you know involved and enthusiastic uh, you know community, and yeah, it is all walks of life. Um, you know, I I would say that you know it, it being a film festival, most everybody's there for the films and and uh, you know maybe the panels and, and interviews and stuff, and then yeah, but you know me as a vendor like. Yeah, financially, I, I did gangbusters. Did you? Oh yeah, that's great. Even you know, yeah, you know, even comparatively to um, you know, like a weekend at Denver Comic Con when I would have a booth and I would have Enigma there, and we would mm. be sworn because well, it's Enigma, you know. It's, yeah. Who who doesn't want their their own uh, personal blue Hellboy, you know, right. that does not require makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's he's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, love, I love the Enigma. Um, yeah, some of the stuff he does, though, man, with like chainsaws in his yep. in his teeth. Yeah, am I making that up? I think I've no. seen that. We, we're crazy, uh, like nails through his. Yeah, the blockhead yeah, through yeah, his nasal yeah, uh, cavity. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, we'll be uh, shooting his next show at uh, the villains uh, villain art uh, tattoo convention at the beginning of August. Uh, I think it's at the, the convention center. Okay. Um, so he'll be performing there. He's got his a new stage show where he plays multiple characters which i find hilarious because it's always him he can yeah. never erase any of that yeah and he's changing costumes and putting on beards and stuff and then doing his his you know his his uh working man sideshow acts okay his comedy and his music all at the same time so yeah. so we're we're filming we're going to be filming that um hopefully that's another project we can we can pitch as um like a like a live uh comedy and, and music you know, special. Mm. Um, cause yeah, I, I don't think there's too many, uh, standups that, uh, are tattooed head to toe and can swallow a sword. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think that would be unique and entertaining. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that'll be the same week as the, the next Lucha Libres thing. So yeah. Okay. Um, so. but it looks like, uh, our time's pretty much up is, you know, do you want to plug any more, uh, mile high horror film fest? Yeah, I'll just, well, I just want to say, yeah. um, you know, I can't emphasize enough to join the mailing list if you're not on there, mhhff.com to get passes um, because they will sell out very quickly as well as yes. to know when tickets are going to go on sale. Um, for anyone, there are quite a few people on our waiting list for 
vendors for the festival and I promise that we will get back to you um, no later than August because we um, are just about there. So we appreciate your patience and um, we, we love you all. So thank you for your support. Well, uh, thanks, Tim. Uh, yeah, make sure to go to, uh, go to their website. Um, let us know how, you know, we as fans can, you know, help support uh, you and uh, help support Mile High Horror Film Fest. And let yeah. us know uh, also as COFO what we can do to, to help out. I know, uh, you know, Dwight and Lisa are already uh, volunteering for, for your event. And Okay. Yeah. And what are, so your dates are in the fall? The the fall of uh, 2020, yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll be uh, September 11th through the 13th of uh, 2020. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So you know, nice. Uh, you know, like four or five months out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kind of a precursor to Halloween. And, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, any way we can, you know, support you guys and oh yeah, work together. Let's you know, cross pollinate. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the horror community is is small, especially if you go to you know Colorado. I'd sure. say you know there. are tons and tons of fans here and people yes. that are very enthusiastic but um any way we can work together is always better you know to agree to make the community uh better yes so, i would agree yeah so all right kids well uh you know i want to say uh thanks to tim yeah thank to, you uh, thanks yeah. for having me yeah thanks for having me over to your house <laughs> <laughs> we're in the bunker it is awesome here <laughs> Um, the man cave. Yeah, I wish I had a man cave like this. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm Dan Crozier. Uh, you're watching Kofo uh, Live and Undead. Uh, we, hopefully, we've got better audio because of uh, Tim's mic. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. Feel free to visit us at uh, kofohorror.com. Uh, we're slowly building our new website, so there'll be updates there. But always make sure to to follow us on uh, the Facebook page. And uh, we're on uh, Twitter as well. Um, yeah, I think that's all I've got. So, uh, yeah, thanks again, guys. And, uh, yeah, keep watching uh, horror and uh, drinking lots of coffee, apparently. <laughs> all right, thanks, Tim. All right, yeah, thanks for having me, Dan. All right, we'll see you guys later. And make sure to check out our Facebook and website for the updates on Colorado Festival of Horror. September 15th through the 17th.